to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing this week, Dad? Uh, I've had a good, not a good week, Steve. Excellent. All my weeks are good at the moment. Lovely. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks for everyone that sent in their congratulations message after last week. I got a few uh, emails saying congratulations on your your new niece. Um, yes, I yes. was lucky enough to meet her, and she is absolutely adorable. She is, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're keeping abreast of it all. Um, I'm hope she might be popping in today. She said, which would be nice. Oh wow. Brilliant. I'm hoping so anyway, because we're not far away. She's only um, about a quarter of an hour's walk. So hopefully she might uh, she might pop in. Ah, oh, yes, she is so lovely. We look forward to seeing it. So lovely. Um, so, yes, thank you for everyone that's uh, commented on that. That was really nice. Um, what have you been up to this week, Dad? Well, um, you know that uh, last week I think we left them on a cliffhanger, didn't we? I said something about my new picture is going to be an animal lover well it is and people now will see it it's a a, quite a pretty little kitten Mm. i thought i'd try something different you know from the uh usual and uh and i i had this little kitten picture and i thought that would be rather nice to do i wonder if the solvent and the color pencil system that i've got would work on it well people will see that it has done very nicely. How on earth did you get it to look so much like a painting? That's what I can't get over. It looks like a pastel painting. Mm. Mm, it does, doesn't it? Well, it's it's all to do with the um, solvent, I've got to tell you. If we hadn't got that solvent, we wouldn't be able to do it. It would just be a sparkly kitten, effectively, unless you put a lot of pressure on the pencil, which I don't do. And the system that I've got now, and then the paintbrush. So what I do effectively is I I draw the picture, I draw all the, the detail, and then I use the paintbrush to paint it. So I, it is a painting without no question about it. It becomes and is a painting. But what surprised me is the uh, uh, depth of colour I could get on the kitten, the very dark area on the side of the kitten, at the back of the kitten. And that really looked like fur. I couldn't believe it, even more so than pastel did. Mm. And then you've got the reverse of that. You've got the light, white, creamy, pinky fur, which again, looked like it's a question of uh, applying the pastel, sorry, applying the colored pencil, then using the solvent and then reapplying the colored pencil and on top of it and then blending it. So do you do kind of like pencil, solvent, pencil, solvent? Do you do like, how many times do you do that? Well, the first time you, you've got to, I found that you put enough on so that when you emulsify it with the solvent carefully, not too much, not to flood it. You mustn't flood it, otherwise it goes everywhere and you lose control. So the controlled applying of the solvent and then, and this is, and then you use the um, coloured pencil back on top of that to apply more. Got to time it right, and people will find this probably the most difficult thing to do. You've got to time it so that 
the, the solvent, once you put it on, will stay quite damp for 10 minutes, quarter of an hour. So it gives you enough time to reapply the pastel, the um, colour pencil on top of it. I can't explain it more than that. I think it's far, far better that people follow me when they see it. Because from the word go, when I first started, which now seems very crude, the first picture I did, to the ones I'm doing now, I've learned the control side of it. And that's the most important thing to learn. I think people could skip it because they won't go through the process I had gone through, you know, from l learning how to use the uh, colour pencil, solvent, and the timing um, working it out but it's fascinating absolutely fascinating me and it will fascinate other people too as I said I've gone out completely on my own without any reference to anybody else I did to start with I looked at uh, the internet and I looked a lot of coloured pencil pictures some I liked some I didn't like but what I didn't like as I've mentioned before I didn't like the intricacy that was applied to them, the amount of um, work that was put into them, because I don't think people would have that sort of patience. So I came at it from a different direction. But it doesn't take long. That kitten only took me just over a day to do. Wow! So you're not talking about you're not talking about a long process. Mm. But not much more if than pastel pencil, to be honest. I would say it takes about the same time. What's incredible is that you, you've got in the in the fur that in between the dark and the light, you've got the dark with with bits of light coming into the fur, and mm, like that, mm. I can't wait to see how you did that because that's just extraordinary. I can see how right. in my head I can see how you would have done it in pastel, but when you're working with a, a wet medium, like dry and then wetting it and then going mm. over it dry again, I, I'm I'm just I can't wait to see. Well, that. I. I knew that you and other people would have that same problem of un understanding. So I spent a long time on that. I explained it fully. Here's the dark. Here's the light. Now we've got middle ground. How do we do that? Well, what you do is you do the, you do the, the light, you do the dark, and you leave the middle ground, and then you draw them together. Mm. It's, it's very, very clever to, to be able to produce that kind of effect. It looks very clever, and, and the background looks like it's like a soft pastel, like it looks a very smooth, like uh, even application of colour. Mm, mm. Well, once again, it, it's it's uh, it, the finger comes into play there quite a lot. Okay, and uh, people will see that. Uh, you have to again, the timing has to be right there because if you put your finger on too soon. You, you mix all the colour together. But if you put it just right, you capture it. If you're too late, you have to do it again. So do you dip, dip your finger in solvent? How do you...? No, no. No, 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 no. Now, what you do, you wait for the solvent and the mixture to actually start to go off effectively, start to dry off. Again, this, this is all to, all to do with timing. And once that happens, you can then use your finger and it... It still moves it and pushes it together, you know, like with, with pastel. But you don't 
leave a hole in the middle where you've gone completely through the solvent and come back to fresh paper again. Yeah. Which I have done um, in my <laughs> experimental side. So you've got to time it right. But once you get the timing right, and people will find that, again, probably a good idea is to do to work on spare paper here to get that timing correct. Once you get it right and you understand it, you see it and you um, it becomes almost natural then to you. That's I'm not going to tell people that it's a very, very easy thing to do because it isn't. And I think probably coming from uh, the beginner, they're going to probably struggle a little bit. If you've got some experience with art, especially with pastel pencil I would, and watercolour, I would say that you've got a good chance of, of cracking it quite quickly. Mm. But mm. it's the results, Steve. You've seen the results and the, and the next one you're going to talk about as well. Again, that was a, a bit of a... A, a tussle to start with, but uh, once I'd uh, applied all the techniques which I've mentioned to you, I pulled that off as well. Absolutely extraordinary. Let's move on to that picture now because that's uh, another completely different style of picture mm. uh, that you've, you've mm. given a go, and that is an extraordinary still life. Uh, it looks from the picture, which is taken a bit further away, it it looks like photorealistic, but you can tell it's a painting, which is always that balance mm. that you've wanted to strike, and it's struck it perfectly. That's right. Um, mm. Tell me why you wanted to do a still life. Well, once again, it's a picture that I've had um, for a long time. I took it originally, um, let me see, it was probably about eight or nine years ago. I actually off of it, intending to do it, as a pastel pencil picture. Uh, it was my own picture. Um, you probably recognize the drug. We've got the jug already, in the, and we put flowers in it, and uh, the bowl where we put our toffees and goodies in. Fruit, in this case. And in this case, fruit, yeah. <laughs> so, and I put it, and I, I set it up. But the interesting thing is the, and I do show the original picture as well before I start, I put some hardboard behind it because I wanted just an even background. Put a white tablecloth and a hardboard, and it looked terrible with the hardboard. So, um, but it was a good it was a good photograph. So, the, the first thing I had to do really was the background there, and that was um, that was tricky, but surprised me in the end how well it, it actually came up. It looks difficult. That's when you tell it's a painting. Yeah. It is. It, it was. looks it. <laughs> it was. But it was difficult for me, but it wouldn't be that difficult for other people watching it because I've already cracked it, if you see what I mean. So I give them the colours. There's no um, – you have to work around the white jug, which is something else. But um, other than that – Let's talk about that white jug because that white jug looks – incredibly realistic mm. i enjoyed that i really enjoy that jug um but once again you put you put the white on then you put the grays on and then you start decorating it really so it was quite interesting it's, no. it's i think the 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 subtleness of the shadow or the three-dimensional mm. like if you're looking at the the right side of the jug just 
in a little bit you've got that sort of dark area which just gives it that three-dimensional shape that's right and it's that's it's right incredible well we, we we've many times mentioned on the podcast that contrast is so important um and without that light and dark aspect you don't have three dimension simple as that but you've got to crack you've got to understand that once you understand that you have uh, a much better idea of what you have to do and what you need to do but if you don't understand it it's, it's very very hard to to get your head around it and hmm. um, but that, that applies to all artwork, not just that. But that jug was a, was a, a, a bit of a tussle, but I enjoyed it immensely. Mm. Well, it's it's the contrast is all over this picture, especially on the the jug and the apples and everything, because there is so much subtlety in shadow and contrast in the the fruit and the the bowl that is containing the fruit you know you can i'm di- sort of mm. dissecting it a little bit more now and seeing the light areas that you've got and mm. just how that gives it so much uh shape you know mm. it really gives you a sense of what that bowl is um mm. it feels like like what well, this is, see that's a great lesson really in contrast isn't it you know light and dark because everything about that is light and dark the dark background, bringing forward the light uh, is of the jug. It would be so easy to make it flat. The whole thing could be flat if all the colours and all the tones were just sort of medium tones. But because I put dark in and I put very light in, you've got that. Uh, that's where three dimension comes from. And you did the background first. I did. That's amazing. I did. I did. <laughs> well, no, I. I actually did the the the, um, the white jug. I had to put the white in on the jug before I started. Just the white. I didn't put anything else in, just the white, because I wanted to have something to butt into, butt up to, you see what I mean? So I did put the white jug in first, but I didn't complete it at all. Just put the white in so that I had something to work round, in other words. And... Um, and then I worked around it. But this this gives you an idea of how, and when you think I was using solvent on that as well, uh, to the, the background I'm talking about. And so you can see how important it is to have the right paintbrush, not too big, uh, and painstakingly work your way around. I say painstakingly, I really enjoyed doing that. And I was rather um, put out when I actually finished it. I was like, oh, I'd like to do that again because I was enjoying the process. Mm. And I think this is what people have got to do. If they're impatient, they think, oh, I'll just do it quick. It won't work. Because you'll put too much solvent on, then it'll flood. So you've got to be patient. You've got to wait until the, the um, coloured pencil that you put on dissolves. See what I mean? And if you don't do that, if you don't have that patience to wait for it to dissolve, by the minimum amount of solvent that you're applying to it yeah it would be tempting to say oh well i'll stick the brush in and plop it on don't work let's talk about the tips that you were just telling me before we started recording with the solvent in terms of being able to apply uh, an amount sort of mm. safely so you were mm. you were mentioning that you you actually put some of the solvent in a tiny 
a jam jar, like a really small one that you would get mm. in like a hotel uh, or like mm. um, at right. breakfast, you know, you get the little pots of jam. That's right. And you would put it in that. I do, yes. Um, well, we've got several. Um, uh, your mum likes to keep those, and we've got all couple of dozen i think around the place um and you wash them out and kept them and they've come into useful for lots of things uh, but this i thought this would be a good one to use because what i found i when i first started i was dipping it into the solvent my brush into it and i saw the solvent slate slightly change color i thought that's not that's not going to be good so the first thing I thought of, well, if I decant that from the bottle into the smaller jar, uh, if I um, I can chuck that away. I haven't had to do that, to be honest. I've, I've usually used it up because it doesn't hold very much. I don't fill it up. I just put just a, a, a bit in the bottom, just enough to uh, do the job that I want to do it. And... Uh, and you find when you put your brush back in, it starts to change colour. Does that affect the so rest that's of the what picture? I do. No, no, no. It's not no, enough no, colour no, to affect doesn't. the picture. No, because I'm using a tissue as well, remember. So when I dip it into the uh, solvent, I then dab it off on my tissue before I apply it to the, um, the coloured pencil it just minimizes the amount of solvent you've got. So first thing is you dip your brush in, the right size brush. I want to talk about that really. Um, I've got, I use about, generally speaking, about three or maybe four paint brushes. A number one, a number, a number two, although I don't use that much unless I've got a miniature. So number one, number two, number four, and number six, but generally speaking, I use a number four, uh, two, and six. Uh, no, four, two, and one. Now, the reason I do that, if I've got um, a small, tight area, I use the one. So that means I can do it more precision. But of course, one doesn't hold as much as four does, you see? So if you've got a large area, you use the four. You can use the six, but I've, I haven't used that very much recently. I find the four is better. It minimizes the amount of um, liquid you can put on. And then you scrape that back when you dip it into the solvent in your pot. You scrape it off the side so you don't take it back onto your tissue. And then you go to the tissue and you touch the tissue with it so you take some more off. So you really are minimizing the amount of a solvent that you're actually applying to your picture and that i've got that down to literally a fine art now mm. and people will see it they see me doing it all the time and once they start watching the colored pencils yeah brilliant so, brilliant good stuff good stuff so these pictures are both on the light gray aren't they they're all on light grey at the moment, Steve, yeah, all of them. I haven't tried anything else. I, I, the reason I I could, I have got white and I could have used white, but the problem with white is you can't see white. If you put white on, you need to see that white. Well, you don't have to, but it's a good idea. 
because you you know you know how much you're putting on and where you're putting it. Yeah. For instance, let me give you a for instance. Uh, the latest picture I'm doing is an, is another landscape, and this is a sky I'm doing with a very with just a, a bit of cloud in, not much, but a bit of cloud. So you've got to put the white in all over, right? And then you, same as I do with the. Um, Actually, no, I don't. You know, I'm lying there, Steve. Did I put white? Do you know? I can't remember. Isn't it terrible? <laughs> and it was only it was only a day ago as well. I can't remember where I put white on first. Or anyway, it doesn't matter whether you do or not. If you put white on first, then you put the blue or the grey on after this. I think I did. I think I put white all over, and then I drew out the. That's what I did. I drew out the. Um, the outline so I do with pastel pencil do you remember with a pastel pencil I put white all over it and then I draw usually with the blue the blue I'm going to use I draw it out that way Uh, yes that's what I did with this so you need to you need to be able to see the white on the paper Mm. yeah that makes sense that makes sense that's that's what I do Uh, and I'm at the moment doing some water and I need to see the white where the, where I put the white so that I can put the grey, the light grey, uh, into it. Anyway, people will see it; they'll understand it when they see it. And the still life pictures—you've got all the pencils along the top there. Are they all the pencils that you used in that picture? Yes. Wow. Yes. A lot. Yeah. I think it was thirty? Was it thirty odd? A lot. Now. Um, and I, I don't want to pe- put people off when they say, God, I've got to buy all those pencils. Wow. You don't have to use them all, folks. I do. But as I've said to you before, I've got them, so I use them. Why not? Mm. Um, but you don't have to use that many. Um, but those are the pencil numbers. And we'd be giving the people the pencil numbers anyway. I've got them all listed. Um, and then people can choose. Yeah, but um, there is a lot of pencils to use. When you think of, it's a bit like pastel pencil, really. If you've got an intricate picture, you do need a, quite a number of pastel pencils. When you're using watercolor, you don't. You can get away with a um, sort of eighteen colors if you're lucky, maybe less than that, because you can mix the colors. Well, you can't do that with um, coloured pencils. You have to have the right colours to mix on the paper. You're doing the same with, with pastel pencils. Mm. You're actually mixing your colour on the paper because you can't mix it off the paper. Mm. So by using all those pencils, yes. That's why I, I did that, um, and people will see that when they look at the pictures. They'll see the, um, the range of, of pencils that I use on that particular picture. Mm. When I start off, I have a whole lot more. Did you? I have at least, oh, at least half a dozen or more over the top of that. But I choose from those the ones I got. But the ones I uh, show right at the end, on top of the picture, above the picture, are the ones I did actually use. Would you say that because, like with pastel, if you had a white pastel pencil, you'd that would run down quite quickly because you would use that a lot. Are there, any pen, are there any pencils, how does colouring pencils compare in terms of how much you use of, say, the white or the uh, ivory or, you know, 
Is it, do, do they run down as quickly or do you end up using less? No, no, they run down just as quickly. I would say about the same. I mean, for instance, um, my light grey, which I use a lot, equivalent to the 230 that we use in uh, pastel pencil, that's going right down now. I've only got a little bit left. Um, so we're going to have to have some more of them. Why I'm on my, am I on my second? Yes, I'm, I'm almost finished down to my the low end of my second white. Mm. So I've got another one. Yes, whites go very quickly. It's 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 a, a lightning agent, just as it is with the um, uh, the pastel pencil. You you need to lighten, mm-hmm. even though you're using the light grey pastel matte paper. You still got to put a base on. This is what people might find um, confusing, because with watercolour you don't have to. You don't use white at all in watercolour. Well, just a little. Uh, if I want to mix, but generally speaking, you don't, but you do. You, this is where the difference is with colour pencil. You have to put a base colour in there so that you've got something to work with. Hmm. Interesting. But it's a, it's a whole new, it's a whole new ball game, really. Hmm. But uh, I think people find, well, f- well if, if they like the pictures that I'm doing, and I like doing it now, I was telling you beforehand that the... Um, the, past, the coloured pencilling is certainly going to be one that's going to be used in rotation to the pastel pencil and watercolour. Yeah. No, no question about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm excited for people to see these. And if you're listening to the podcast on your phone or if you're listening on the website, then you should be able to see the, the two pictures that we're talking about. They should be up on your screen because um, we like to, to show you what's coming up. And uh, yeah, we've we're going to be editing those and getting those up probably at least in the next month. I would hope by the next month we'll have them up there. Um, that would be lovely. That would be. We got some. Well, the, the last, the one I'm just doing now will blow people away when they see it. That will be coming up next week. So, uh, and that's um, more than half finished now. So, that's going to come up. So, when they see that. It will convince the landscape people that the landscape, I think the landscape seems to be favorable to me than uh, animals personally. Okay. So I think that it's going to, like watercolor does, watercolor appeals to landscape um, artists. So, uh, but it's a nice balance, isn't it? That people can do both. Yeah. But uh, that's what I think. I, I, I've had a great success with landscapes with pastel pencil, and uh, but I've had probably more success with animals with pastel pencil. But this is switching it around a little bit, you know. Now the colour pencil, I feel the way, and you've seen the results. I think I probably would go down the road of landscape with colouring pencils with the uh, addition of the animals. Mm. So it's got a, it, it's a, I think a lovely balance between the two, both with pencils, both slightly different emphasis. Mm. And with all of this is is to arm our students with the skills and techniques and ability so that they can fly off in mm. their own direction with the pictures that they mm. want to do. It's, it applies in the same way as pastel pencils. You know, follow us, learn the techniques, learn the application, and you'll be able to do any picture you want. 
I would say that's probably true now, yes. Uh, there isn't a picture that we are not going to be able to do. The, um, the coloured pencil, I haven't done a large one yet. I'm going to be doing that, as you know. Um, after the one I'm done doing now, I'm going to be doing quite a large building. We won't mention the building at the moment. It's going to be a last very famous building that I'm going to be doing in a landscape with a beautiful sky. So that's going to be A4 size. So that's going to be a big one. Yeah. And that will take a little while. So the week after next, I probably, we won't be talking about colour pencils. Or you <laughs> might say, hey, getting on, Colin. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing all right. <laughs> but we won't be able to show it I don't, because that's going to take a that's going to take a, a, me at least two weeks to do I would think looking at it um, but I think it's going to be an incredible uh, undertaking and for me to do but I'm looking forward to doing it yeah there you go sounds that's good. a summary sounds good all right then well uh, as with all our podcasts so i hope you've enjoyed this one and uh, i hope you're looking forward to the colored pencil pictures uh, we've got lots more exciting news that i will we're getting closer to being able to talk about things that have been in the pipeline for over a year now so just to sort of tease mm. that out there that we're we're getting closer to being able to reveal that um and maybe getting in touch with a few of you as well to give you a bit of a sneak preview uh onto that news uh and what's coming up for us but it's very exciting and we'll hopefully be able to talk about that in the next few episodes, maybe probably in a couple of episodes time, we'll be able to talk about it a little bit more. Um, but for now, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week talking, maybe not about colored pencils, maybe about something else, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but thanks dad for all of that. And, um, that's all right. We'll leave it there for, for this week. So thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.